We're here at the Southern Peanut Growers Conference, and we just heard from Damian Mason, whom uh, we have spoken to on AgWired before. Uh, he spoke to the National Agri-Marketing Association Conference a few years ago. Uh, Damian w- is a funny guy and uh, very topical here, talking about trends, topics, and tomorrow. First of all, Damian, tell us just a little bit about yourself and how you ended up being a funny guy. I'm a farm boy and a farm owner. Uh, I have an agricultural economics degree, obviously an ag background raised on a dairy farm. Uh, I think you're, I always tell people you're, being funny is like being tall. You're going to know it by the time you're about 18 or 20 years old. And if you are not, don't try to be. So um, it's, it's a personality thing. It's maybe being the youngest in my family. So I was always a funny guy. I quit my job in 1994 to pursue a career as a political comedian where I would dress up as Bill Clinton and do corporate events. Uh, obviously, that changed about 12 years ago. I reinvented myself. I do agricultural functions almost uh, exclusively now. Uh, small business groups are another niche for me. I do speeches at agriculture cultural functions where I make people laugh and I talk about industry issues. Well, you were very funny, but you also made some very, uh, very interesting points, especially about talking to consumers about how, I mean, obviously all of us in agriculture know we're outnumbered, but you know, that's been our big issue is how do we communicate with consumers who don't understand what we do. And one of the things that you talked about that I thought was interesting is, is we ought to take a page from the book of the NRA. Tell us about that. Yeah, people think I'm a little crazy, but it absolutely is uh, is a page that we should learn from. The We do a big mistaking thing. We're really mistaken in this in agriculture. We always use science. We say, well, the science of GMOs is safe, and the, we do this because we're making cheap food. The consumer doesn't care and also they don't understand it. In our United States of America, this winter, a study came out by a scientific journal. 26% of the country does not know that the Earth revolves around the sun. This is stuff that we were taught in grade school, the heliocentric planetary universe that we live in. So if you got 26% of the people that don't know the Earth revolves around the sun, how do you expect them to understand GMO technology or our defense of it? The National Rifle Association really appeals to three basic instinctive, emotional type things. They are emotional, they are patriotic, and they also talk about self-rights and self-interest. They say, these people want to take away your gun. They say, we are all about patriotism and the Second Amendment to the Constitution. And then they appeal to the emotional part of it, of fear and safety and what owning a firearm means to you. Or the emotional part of, I want to take my son rabbit hunting. Those are emotion, patriotic, and self-interest points. Why don't we in agriculture learn from the National Rifle Association and say this, food equals security? Because it does. We never, we never won a war. We just outproduced our competition. We can say we're like the military in that we do things that are not pretty, but you need us. Nobody has a bad time with the military, not since the Vietnam War when there was an anti-military uh, you know, stance in this country. We say, hey, listen. You don't want to touch manure. You don't want to touch anhydrous ammonia. You don't want to de-beak chickens, but you want chicken. You want corn. You want pumpkins. You want peanuts. Let us do this and be proud of what we do. And the other thing, of course, is self-interest. This is where the NRA really makes it good. They have Bubba, the guy with the gun that wants to take his kid out rabbit hunting, fighting the battle for them. Why in agriculture don't we go to that same Bubba and say, hey, do you realize the Humane Society wants to take that bacon off your plate? The Humane Society wants to not let you have your bacon and eggs. Let them do the fighting for us. Instead, we try and fight them alone. So emotion, patriotism, and self-interest are what we really need to appeal to. 
The other thing you talked about uh, in something that in agriculture, as you pointed out, especially American Farm Bureau Federation, we talk about safe, affordable food all the time. But you said really in our country, our affluent society, cheap food is not really a selling point. It's not really a selling point to at least the upper half. I make the point that certainly it probably matters to a strata that is in the lower income and they are struggling, but that is not the majority of our consumer in the United States. We are the most affluent country on planet Earth. Uh, we do have an opulence of food and an opulent lifestyle, and we keep telling them how cheap their food is. If they cared about cheap food, why would they spend $12 billion on plastic bottles of water? If they cared about cheap food, why would they go out of their way to buy organic? Why Why would they spend the money on the things they spend? These people are buying food because it makes them feel good. And I'm not talking about nutrition or health. I'm talking about emotion. Food is an emotional decision in the United States, not a sustenance and physical decision. You also had some really good tips for the peanut growers here uh, of what they could look at. Talked about you're in manufacturing for six days a week but at least one one day of the week you should think like a marketer and you you gave the peanut growers a little bit of things to think about yeah obviously the business of agriculture we always think like we're the producer we're the manufacturer we're the factory um and that's good because that's what we do but we need to think like the marketer at least one day of a week is kind of the point that i make like i made to the peanut people here look at the greek yogurt thing Greek yogurt was 1% of the consumption of yogurt in 2007, and then this year it's trending to be 47%, or last year it was 47%. And that is really just a little simple change in some recipe and marketing, and it caught uh, it caught a fad. Why can't the peanut people come up with uh, a couple of new things? And, and granted, I'm not a product food science type of a guy, but the reality is changing a label, changing a recipe, and changing how it is perceived is where the value added comes. Then you move yourself from being just a commodity producer to being a value added producer, which is generally more profitable. Well, and you are a funny guy, Damien, and I want to tell people how they can find out more about about you uh, on, on online. Well, thank you, Cindy. Yes, DamienMason.com. That's D-A-M-I-A-N, Mason like a bricklayer, DamienMason.com. I do presentations to agricultural audiences all over the U.S. and Canada. Uh, I keep it funny. I also try to keep it substantive where we talk about the issues of the industry. It's something you and I are both passionate about, obviously, but uh, passion without the ability to deliver the product you know means nothing well also passion without in my case I'm, I'm passionate but i'm also funny and i try to give these people the humor and something to think about when they walk out the door so yes damianmason.com and you can find me all over twitter facebook youtube etc i really appreciate you interviewing me all right thank you very much sir here at the southern peanut growers conference in panama city beach i'm cindy zimmerman